0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's.
2: I realize that it is only mid-September, but I was reminded the other day that mid-September should be about the time that we bring back our Halloween costume contest.
0: Oh, you're so right. Right? My
3: brain has overwritten itself in the last year. I totally forgot. But, oh, my God, I'm so exci- I'm excited for Halloween season anyway. But, yes, let's start it early.
2: So the uh, Halloween costume contest. Uh, what we want you to do is take a photo of yourself in your Halloween costume, having a good time over the holidays, and uh, send it to us at thecast at the thecastatthecritshowpodcast.com, and we will enter your name in for a drawing for one of our Crit Show hoodies. And if you are able to sneak our logo or something about the show into the photo, we'll put your name in twice. So the deadline for that will be November the 4th. So, get us your pictures of you celebrating Halloween. You know what I hope we get this year? What? Some animals in Halloween costumes.
1: (gasps) Yeah. Well, once Harvey's out of his cast, I mean... That's true. We can make our own. (laughs) We'll make our... (laughs) Harvey's gonna enter.
2: Yeah, I haven't talked about that. Harvey's in a cast. He broke his foot uh, two weeks ago now, Uh, and so he is limping through the house. Uh, He's got four weeks to go. But on topic...
3: The cast is orange and white, and it looks like a candy corn.
2: It does, it does. (laughs) It really does. Smells like one, too,
3: which (laughs) probably means it's
2: time to change it. Similar (laughs)
1: texture, just... Uh, uh.
3: Can we do... Let's do like a a murder mystery this October. Let's rent a cabin and be all of the archetypes of a horror movie and do a murder mystery as a group.
2: Yes. I don't know what all this entails, but yes. I don't
0: don't either, but... (laughs) We'll figure it out. Just okay. Set up nothing. We just go out to a cabin and hope it works out. Yes. We we uh, we go to a cabin and I hunt you guys. Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> and then when I'm in there in like a letter jacket, it's like I thought you said you were gonna like hunt us. I'm like, no, I just hired somebody to do it. <laughs> oh, Who? God. I don't know. Anonymous envelope drop off. Found them on the internet. Should start any moment. I can't wait. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to transition out of this. <laughs> um, yesterday, just a belated birthday to Nix. It was Nix's birthday yesterday.
1: That's right. Happy late birthday. Happy late birthday. I don't know why I went Irish. Sorry.
3: Yeah. It just felt right. Yeah. It's just one of those accents we slip into.
1: You
2: know, it feels like one of those days where we're all just a little goofy. Something feels, something feels funny. Is
3: there like a carbon monoxide leak in this house? Because <laughs> the last time we were in this room, it was like this
2: too. You know, I've had a headache for the last couple days. Maybe I should, I took the batteries out because we needed batteries for the Wiimote and, uh. <laughs> <The>
1: Wiimote! <laughs> I feel funny. <laughs> I'm in danger.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so happy belated birthday, Nick's. Uh, thank you for everything that you do for us. Indeed. Uh, coming up in November, on November the 8th through the 11th, Jake and Tass and I will all be at Arcade Con running some Monster of the Week. Uh, so if you are in or near Dayton, Ohio, and you plan on going to ArcadeCon, we will be there with some tables, running some games, so we hope to see you there. Uh, I think for now, it's time to get into the episode. So here we are in TJ's subterranean lair. The three of you are standing in front of the portal, With Rev hanging back, checking the readouts from the computer. Are we good to go?
0: I think so. Do you have the capsule? I'll pull it out and kind of jingle the the gem around in it. Is that capsule big enough for like a little piece of paper? Uh, yeah. Okay.
3: The instruction booklet for the gem? Good idea.
0: Yes. Yes, that's what this is. No, this is um, just something that I was given by Damien and said that if possible, I should take with us. So... I'm going to put it in there if that's okay. What is it? He said open it once you're cruising through the other side, so yeah. Uh
3: sure. Pull the lid off and offer the, the capsule up. Yeah, I'll kind of fold it and
0: put it in.
2: Yeah, there's just enough room that you can tuck that piece of paper in there. This better not be like a curse.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be so mad <laughs> if we get over there and this is some sort of curse. I assume it's just a little drawn sketch of him with his middle finger up. I It's it's like, you're like, oh,
3: it's like Latin. And you read it and a slushy is summoned and hits you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we're good though, Rev. Everything good on your end? Everything seems to be reading right.
2: The energy levels are correct. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save myself some work. Uh, and he actually goes into the room and wheels out the three gurneys and <laughs> gets them right next to where you're getting ready to go in.
0: You know what? Good call. Yeah, hey,
2: <laughs> save myself some back strain dragging you into that other room.
1: I just assume he's got like these little blocks just at the foot of the portal and then he just wheels the thing forward. The blocks stop the wheels. Our bodies go flying into it.
2: <laughs> and then they just bounce. But he's put sort a of trampoline up on the other side <laughs> yeah. of the portal.
0: <laughs> all right. Ready to go. All right. Here I go.
1: And I'm going to hop on through. Same. Same. Again, you are all hit with that
2: falling sensation, and you smell earth, and it's cool and it's damp. And you open your eyes, and you're inside of Baba's cellar. And you are laying out on the earthen floor with all of your things around you.
1: Uh, I'm going to check to see if my hands are a different size. I think that's sort of my little, you know, am I who I am now?
3: Yes,
2: it is sort a of familiar test. dwarven hand. Okay.
1: What about my lithe
2: elven fingers? Yes, and clutched in your right hand is the tiny little capsule.
0: All right, it worked. Nice. Nice. Uh, I don't think I checked my hands. I think my first instinct is to feel for my horns. They are there. Okay,
2: okay. So yeah, you are all on the ground of this cellar, uh, but you are in the proper bodies, uh, and your weapons are laid out next to you, and your bags and uh, whatnot
1: are in a pile next to you.
0: I'll grab stuff and start heading up.
1: Yep, same. Equip the gear, grab the bag. Give the flail a few swings, and then put it on my hip.
2: Yeah, so the three of you come out of the cellar, and Baba is there at her desk, and she turns. Oh, well, you were gone a little longer than I expected.
0: Yeah, us too, frankly. What's it been, almost a month? Yes, that's about right. Yeah, we we had some stuff to deal with, but we're back and ready. Is there anything we need to know? What's been going on here?
2: Well, I was able to send off all of the prisoners that you had freed, and Uh, Send them back towards their homes with a little money in their pocket. I was also able to talk with them and get some more information about what they had been through. Uh, Are you familiar with, and she
1: points at you, TJ, the type of gem on your belt? What it does? As far as I know, from what Jake tells me, that it's magic magic has to do something with strength? That's right, and the different colors of the stones deal with
2: the different uh, physical or mental attributes when it comes to enhancement. When I talked to them and they described the setup of the room they were in, before, I think, we had the idea that perhaps they were being checked to see if something was there, and when the lights weren't lighting up, they were being removed... As if that person may not have had the thing that was needed. But the theory that I have now after talking to them is that actually they were being drained of whatever that gem lighting up was. So if they were very physically strong, it was sapping their strength or their will or their charm in filling these types of gems. Which is very unnatural because these occur naturally in nature. I don't know why you would go to the trouble of making them. Or what they wanted them for
0: right like the colors of the crystals based on what they represent would that be something that i would know
2: yeah i think so um you know with this idea in your head now that the colors of those connect to different attributes and it being kind of common knowledge especially if you're going you know to shop for something that would affect one of these blue is dexterity green is wisdom orange is constitution yellow is charisma red is strength and gray is intelligence. And then there's also black and white, which deal with death magic and life magic.
0: Okay, so that's something that we need to just check mark for later and figure out why they would need to drain something from somebody that they could just find. Part of me just wonders, you know, people do things just to see if they can, not necessarily if they need to. So like what is this a step to? What is this them testing? Um I think from here we just got to figure out how to get to Dunehurst, right? That's where Grandpa Tenture is.
3: Yeah, it's where he was his last known location, I think.
0: It may not hurt to go ahead and pop off our little uh our little toy we have.
3: Yeah, now that we have that it might give us a different lead entirely. So maybe we should buckle down on figuring out how to use this as a tracking mechanism, but for the moment, yeah, we should we should signal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I want to pull out the gem and, like, basically flash SOS through it. Because, like, when you press it, it lights, right? Your mm-hmm. your color lights? Yeah. So, did Tannis die while James was still around? Yeah, he was there when he died. Okay, so I want to use Tannis's color. Like, he should know damn well that this isn't one of the actual founders. Try to get in contact with him and start blinking SOS on Tannis's color and see if anything happens.
2: So you tap this SOS into the gem and you barely finish before you get it back in the diamond side. Okay. All
3: right. He's around. He's here. I don't know any more Morse code than this, though.
2: And uh, I think about the time you say that, it starts coming in more. More dots, more dashes, more spaces.
0: Um, uh, g- uh, Give it to me. Okay. We had to learn it like in basic at IPT, you know, just coming up to train in general. That was one of the codes of communication. So it's been a minute.
2: Let's do a wisdom roll to see how much you remember.
0: Good. Here we go. That's an eight.
2: Yeah, I think on a mixed success, you know, the consonants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is there paper or anything like we're around Baba's stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah I'm i going to scramble for a like a quill, an ink quill and start jotting all of this down as fast as I can.
2: All right. So as you start to jot down, what you get is W.H. Blank space. Blank space. S th blank space s
0: okay um i'm assuming I'm, I'm getting this a little muddled but i'm assuming he's asking who is this can you say ipt i can try
2: um and i think that now that you have decoded the i that you assume that you can do it
0: ah yes if these are both eyes yeah i can send ipt and, I mean, maybe, where are you? Okay, yeah, I'll sure try. Or maybe we wait until you decode more vowels.
2: Yeah, so you would, the vowels you have at your disposal are O and I.
0: All right, I'm just going to send IPT, because I can't think of anything else that I can say accurately yet. Okay. Okay,
2: here we go. All right, so you send IPT back, and after a moment, you get a message and you start decoding again. Okay. Okay. Blank space, R, blank space, Y, O, blank space, I, N, F blank space, N blank space, R-I-N.
0: Okay, this is me guessing it's R-U-N-Fanarin. Yeah, that makes sense. So we got some more letters.
2: Yeah, so you now have access to the A and the E and the U.
0: All right, so say, yes, we're here for you. Where are you? Okay, I'm going to send that.
2: All right, and the response that you get back is Dunehurst.
0: All right,
3: how much do we want to say here? Do you want to say specify? See if we can get any more particular than dunehurst i don't think we should like give stuff out but if it's actually i mean he he might be afraid that we're not who we say we are i'm afraid that he's not that this might not be him because all we've learned from him so far is the things we already know about him right so this could be anybody who knew him and knows his last known location just like us but also knows
0: morse code true Good point. Which that still could be Nash or any of his people if he brought people over, out of fairness. That still is the case, but I think that rules out him being in a goblin cage.
3: I mean, I I don't think it could hurt to say, like, specify on our way, or, you know, on our way, more details, something like
2: that.
0: Uh, yeah, okay. So I will send, um, I will send, can we meet, if so, where?
2: He responds constantly on the move being hunted.
0: I'll send we're heading to Dunehurst. We'll be in touch. He responds, hurry. Okay.
3: Let's go. Yeah, holy shit. We're gonna need to like beef up for this trip. We need to go hawk all this shit quick and get whatever we need and then make haste.
0: Yeah, good call. Um Yaga, what's the best way to get there?
2: You can get there two or three days trip by boat. You'll be able to find a number of boats going between the different continents. I think that the speed and the cost probably will differ depending on the size of the ship, but there are many ships coming and going here out of Nautermore.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you again for everything. We're gonna go. All right, let's go hawk this shit, get whatever we need for this trip, and then find a boat. Yeah, all right, let's go,
2: let's go. All right, so uh, you guys take all of your loot uh, that you had gotten from cleaning out the place where the troglodytes lived, and uh, let's see here. We got our loot table. <laughs> All right, that's a lot of rolls. It is a lot of rolls. You guys got a very good prize. Well, this actually makes sense because it says that it is a small chest filled with valuables, and you know we discussed that TJ had went around and just gathered up everything that looked valuable, and you guys ended up with fourteen hundred gold.
1: Pieces. Oh, so now you're at fourteen hundred eight.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Okay. From rags to riches. Yeah. We're in the long we're in the wrong line of business, I think.
0: I yeah. think we're in the right one now. Yeah. Uh, okay, how much is a ceramic bathtub? Uh we're going to subtract that from the total, and then I'm just gonna swim in gold for a while.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge McDuckett. Thought you were gonna say, I'm gonna have a bath every
0: day because <laughs> this place is dirty. No, even earth makes me smell like poo, so all right, what do we need? We need probably some more bandages, certainly some healing potions. They that The one that we were able to use came in handy. Uh, how much are healing potions?
1: 50 apiece. I say since we have the coin to spare, maybe two for each of us, that'll yep. be 300 gold. I've used
3: just under two full bandages, so let's replace those.
0: Uh, wouldn't hurt, we had talked about adventuring gear at one point, and that having those might be handy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we should each probably get one of those. Uh, I mean, I don't need rations or anything, so that's all you guys if you need more food. Uh, well, I read about dwarven hardtack. It's supposed to remind dwarves
1: of home whenever they eat it, but apparently it also reminds everyone else of home if their home was a pig farm that was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) that's what it says in the descriptor Uh, yeah is it just disgusting horrible food i guess it must be really potent whatever it is but at least it's seven uses for me so that's good i'll get two of those and jake how much rations do you have left um i've got like one and a fraction left then i will give you the rest of my rations and then I will just take the Dwarven hartack and yeah, I'll have at least 14 uses. You should have about, what, 12, 13, 14? Yeah. I am pushing up against how much I can carry. Oh no.
0: I'm not carrying much. With that adventuring pack, that puts me up to like three, so I could just carry your food. Okay, buy me a ration and then I'll take the one you've got left over.
3: And then can you carry those two tasks?
0: Yeah, I can. But uh, when we make camp every night, I'm going to turn into a greased pig and make you chase me for it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you say, make me instead of allow me. Fair.
2: I like that that is now the uh, event that occurs that we officially know you have made camp. <laughs>
3: Uh, is it a worthwhile endeavor for me to upgrade some weapons
0: oh always i don't know what you have in mind but yes always Mm -hmm. well
3: like the i mean the damage die is going to be the same but like i could get a better bow so that i can hit at a further range i passed on the dueling rapier when we made these characters but i think i might buy one now i might get rid of the short sword because the short sword i've got to hit with strength The dueling rapier I can hit with dex, and it does a piercing damage, which means it'll ignore a point of armor. Oh, nice. You know, it's only an extra plus one on my roll, but I guess that makes a difference and the side effects of it are nice. I dig it. Uh, Okay, so put me down for a dueling rapier, and I'm going to go with a hunter's bow because it's a little
1: bit more lightweight. Oh, very good. Then the hunter's bow is 100 gold, and the dueling rapier is 50 gold. Got about 879 gold left.
3: I have no more carry capacity. I am at my max load. Is there a bag of holding? Does a bag of holding exist? Can we go find one?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, well, actually, roll supply. I think that that's what this would come from. Okay. 11. All right, and can you uh, read for everybody's supply so they...
3: Yes, I can, and for myself. When you go to buy something with money on hand, if it's something readily available in the settlement you're in, you can buy it at market price. If it's something special, beyond what's usually available here, or non-mundane roll plus charisma on a 10 plus you find what you're looking for at a fair price on a seven and nine you'll have to pay more or settle for something similar
2: so yeah with your 11 you can find a bag of holding uh it'll cost you 300 gold that seems extremely reasonable
0: yeah it does yes sold that sold done resell it (laughs) put it on ebay
1: (laughs) i don't know why more people don't get one of these you see everybody's got one
2: (laughs) they're all snickering like 300 gold suckers you can tell they're new in town (laughs) yeah i would imagine that a bag of holding is probably the most mass-produced magic item when it comes to like everyday use
3: yeah so bag of holding can hold an infinite number of items its weight never increases it doesn't weigh anything it's zero weight uh, when you try to retrieve an item, roll plus wisdom. On a ten plus, it's right there. On a seven and nine, choose one. You get the exact item, but it takes a while. Or you get a similar item of the GM's choice, but it only takes a moment. Okay,
2: three hundred gold, bookkeeper. It has been deducted. Let's yep. go window shop boats. Okay. <laughs> So we're actually going to take from a new source book. This is called Pirates, a Dungeon World source book by Street Rat Games. You know, obviously crossing the sea can be a dangerous thing. Uh, You're going two or three days travel. Uh, You're trying to get on something that's large and has some weapons on it to defend itself. Are you trying to get on something that's small and tries to avoid combat? What are you looking for? My first choice would be something really big and
3: defensible and with a lot of people and some heavy weaponry. But if it's like, all right, that's... 400 gold a person, it's like, okay, never mind, I'll take the dinghy. Could we get a ballpark?
2: Yeah, so kind of the ballpark is that the seafaring ships are the brig, the sloop, the frigate, the galleon, and the man of war. The brig will be 15 coin a day, the sloop will be 20, the frigate 25, the galleon 30, and the man of war will be 100. Whoa. You actually have to take a longboat out to the man of war because no man of war has come to this port.
0: Okay, What? Uh, so what was our like middling range there?
2: Uh, the frigate, the Galleon, 25 and 30.
0: I mean, this is our first foray into all of this in this world. I'm super okay with the 90. I'm okay with a little bit more firepower, you know, as we're going out the first time to see what a trip like this might be.
2: Okay, let's book passage on a Galleon. All right, so you get done shopping and you all head towards the dock. As Yaga said, there are a lot of ships here, uh, but you said that you wanted to try to find a galleon, and there is a galleon here. And so I think the scene that you see as you come down, there are a lot of docks, a lot of ships coming in, being loaded up, the sound of shouting, the sound of uh, a marketplace, the sound of trade, and you do see this one galleon sitting there, and the name painted on the side is The Scoundrel's Fortune. Ooh. And down at the bottom of the gangway, uh, there is a older dwarven man, and he is shouting some orders and people are loading in uh, different crates, stuff that they are either transporting or using to feed everyone on the ship.
3: Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Excellent. Uh, hey, we're looking to book transport to Dunehurst. Is there any
2: way we could buy some space on your ship? Uh, yeah, we'd have a stop we're going to make before we head to Dunehurst, but uh, we do have some cabin space open. Oh, what's the stop on the way? Before we head across the sea, we're going to head north to Alpo.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't say. I think there's a museum there.
2: Oh, yes. One of the oldest on the continent.
3: Uh, that's fine. That's Is that fine? Are we okay with that, or do
0: we need to like make haste? I, I mean, I can't imagine we're going to find anything that's just direct route anyway. I mean, that's what you guys do is... Drop stuff off and pick stuff up. And, yeah, that's right. And, yeah.
2: Uh, direct route from here to there would be difficult. You'd almost have to charter a ship to get that done.
3: Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's fine with us then. We, we are along for the ride. What will we owe you?
2: That'd be 270 total for the three of you for all three nights. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty reasonable.
3: Bookkeeper, deduct it from the coin. It has been done.
2: Uh, is there anything we
3: need to do? Anything we need to do while we're on the ship? What should we know? before we board here.
2: Well, I mean, uh, you got any skills that would be useful? I might be able to cut a little money off of your, uh, your fee. I am a bard, so I can, you know, sing tales to
1: raise morale or put everybody on a rhythm to do their work or something like that. And I'm a fighter and I can lift heavy objects if you need me to
0: or pull ropes, I'm sure, pretty easily. I can be a pretty good eye in the sky if you need a scout or a lookout. Oh, so you're all looking to work a shift on the ship. Sure.
2: Yeah, if it'll lower our costs. Uh, cut you down each 10 coin a day if you each do eight hours. I'll put you, and he looks at you, Jake, put you down uh, leading the men as they row, keep them on tempo. Oh, it's a rowing ship. Well, I mean, we got to row a bit. The wind's not always going your direction. Okay. And uh, you say you are got
0: good eyes. Uh, I can have good eyes. I'll put it that way. And I'll like pop down into uh, a hawk. Oh, fuck. He kicks you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, give a man some warning before you go doing shit like that.
0: I'll poof back up to normal size. Sorry. Uh, I see.
2: I see. Sorry. I uh, had a, a man on my crew not too long ago who uh, could have the eyes of an eagle. What happened to him? Oh, he just took a new
0: job. Oh, okay. It yeah. sounded ominous for a second. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey, uh, Random question, do you see a lot of like dolphins or anything that flit around at the at the front? You know, you might see
2: something as we go up the coast, but uh, once we start to cross the sea, it's uh, sea's a dangerous place. There's not a lot of the smaller uh, sea animals out mm. there. They don't last too long.
0: Oh, uh, that's fair and also ominous. I
2: and mean, actually as he says that you see that um, you know, there is some damage on the ship that they are repairing as they are here in port. Oh. So what's that from? Oh, we had a run-in with a pretty large megalodon. Oh, God, okay. Just took a chunk right out of that, huh? Yep, yep. But we did kill it. Uh, Meat sells for a lot. Nice. Is that, um,
3: I mean, would you expect to win that encounter most of the time? A ship this size and a crew this
2: size? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, we're pretty well-stocked, pretty well-armed. Okay, well, good to know. Yeah. So, we've never been to Dunehurst. I actually don't know
3: almost anything about it. Could you tell me what it's like there?
2: Oh, sure. Dunehurst doesn't have what you would call a temperate climate. Lots of sand, uh, lots of cave dwellers, Uh, real harsh. People think it's the part of the globe that's closest to the sun.
3: That sounds unpleasant.
2: I imagine it's like anything else. Takes some getting used to. There are some people who survive there pretty happy, I imagine. Oh, I'd rather be uh, too cold than hot myself, but... Can
3: I ask what business you have in Dunehurst? Why are you guys headed
2: that way? You know, honestly, I don't even always know what we're shipping. They just ask us to take it from point A to point B. A lot of times it's, oh, spices or fruits, some kinds of cloth. You know, they don't have necessarily the animals to make some of the lightweight cloth there. Uh, but uh, up in Alpo, they've got... Uh, different kinds of worms that make this real fine thread you can make light clothes from. When do
1: you pull out to sea, Captain? Oh, here in about three hours. All right. Uh, maybe we should uh, get a meal before we go, or... Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we shouldn't, because I might get seasick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel
3: like we could afford to just go get settled on the ship and wait this out. Maybe pull a little bit of our weight before we even go. Assuming that that's all right with you, Captain... What's
2: your name? Captain Broadstone, but my friends call me K. Is K an initial? No, no, K-A-Y. But we <laughs> should call you Captain Broadstone. Yeah, for now. Yeah, prove your worth. Have a good drink. Perhaps by the end of this, you'll be calling me K.
3: It's nice to meet you, Captain. I'm I am Colvar.
1: I kind of like give a look to the other two. Like I think we nod. Yeah, I'm Honan. Walthus, nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you, gents. Head up the gangplank there and they'll point you to your room and uh, we'll get you assigned to your work time and uh, that'll earn you some meal as well. Sounds
1: great. Uh, So we'll start heading up the
0: gangplank.
2: Yeah, so uh, the three of you head up the gangplank with your bag of holding and your various belongings. Uh, Who's carrying the bag of holding?
0: Ooh, I thought for a second, me, but realized how bad that would be if we need something out of it while i'm shape-shifted oh yeah, yeah right i could do
1: it i've got plenty of room on my weight but i mean if it's gonna carry all that weight anyway so
3: yeah and it doesn't weigh anything itself yeah um I mean, I think it's fair to say that you do or that I do if we're going to put all like the healing implements in it. you know what? That's a great
1: idea, because then if like I'm in the heat of battle, I'm not going to be able to just be like, oh, I've got to get my
2: whatever out of here. Yeah. And I'll be
3: on the (laughs) the back lines most of the time anyway. Yeah.
2: So the three of you head up the gangway and at the top is a halfling and she has a checklist and she is uh, making some marks and it seems like she's taking inventory.
0: Hi, I'm Wolfus. Oh, hi, uh, Cordelia. How are you? Good, good. Um, we're supposed to check in with somebody about where we are uh, bunking for the trip. Oh, yes, yes. Uh 30 gold to each, I believe, uh, per person per day.
3: Uh, Well, we did strike up a deal to do some work while we're on the ship and get, I think he said 10 per person per day knocked off.
2: Oh, oh, all right. And she leans over the side and shouts down, these three working? Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, So it'll be, uh, let's see, 20, 60 times three. That's uh, 180, 180 coin, please. All right. Here you are. Great deal. Thank you. Uh, And so uh, your room will be uh, just right here. Uh, Go down those sets of stairs and it'll be the second door on the left. And uh, if you get in there and there's
1: not enough beds, uh, there's a pile of uh, hammocks right there and you can grab one. Thank you very much. And I think we'll head down the stairs as she's pointed.
2: Yeah, so you go down the stairs and there are a lot of people on this ship. Most of them seem to be workers, but you do see a fair number of people who are loading their bags and their luggage into these rooms. Uh, And you get inside and there are two kind of hard pallet beds. And you also see that there are a couple of poles that would be easy to tie hammocks to
0: dibs on the hammock you got it man yeah all you and i will set to work like tying that up and just kind of setting out gear and yeah making this homie he's like three feet off the ground he's just creating a tripping hazard
2: (laughs) (laughs) right
1: across the doorway Yeah,
2: he's laid across the door and just dropping all his stuff directly on the ground
0: oh no i actually think that i have gotten into like bobcat form And I'm getting this thing up as high up as I can, so it's a little perch in the corner, like
2: Mm in the '80s when you would put a net in the corner and put all your stuffed animals in it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Wow. How did you know that was my room? Nostalgia punch. Damn.
2: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think that as you start to lay out your weapons and really take a moment to go through the things that you have on hand, you do notice that the dagger is gone. TJ.
1: Yes. Do you have the dagger? Uh. What? Oh. Oh. Right. Oh, uh, and I start patting around for it to see if it's on my person.
0: This makes it seem very much like you have the dagger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the dagger. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, and I'm turning my pockets out. I'm like lifting my armor up. I'm flashing him basically just to show him that I
0: don't have a dagger. Jake, do you, do you know? Nope. No. Oh, shit. Should we like run back to Yaga real quick and see if she took it for safekeeping or something? Sure. Yeah.
2: All right. So you all head back to Yaga's place. You've got about two hours left by the time you get unpacked and make the trek back to the center of town where her cottage is. Oh, I didn't expect to see you back so soon.
0: Yeah, I just had a kind of a random question. I know we were technically down here for whatever it was, several weeks. Did you by chance come across an enchanted dagger? No. Shit.
2: Why did you have something that went missing?
0: This dagger we found in Tomb Wall that can poison people and like encourages them to do so. and It's like uh you know the legend of Leon the Black Blade? Oh,
2: like the uh intelligent weapon.
3: Yeah, it's like a weapon that wants to
2: be used. Oh. And if you
3: use it, it'll unlock its true potential for you.
2: Oh, interesting. And you found one of these in Tombwall.
3: Yeah. Uh Rancid Brian's dagger.
2: Oh. And it's gone missing. Evidently. Uh, and she turns to the elven woman who you've seen a couple of times working in here with her. Calliope, did you see any such thing? And Calliope shakes her head.
0: Yeah, if you didn't find it, the only other person that was with us was Nix. but I mean, we didn't give it to her. Okay, well, I guess it didn't hurt to check. Um, Yeah. Thank you. Sorry to bother you.
2: I assume
1: you've secured passage to Dunehurst. We did. We're all set. Well, I wish you well on your journey, boys. Uh, Any advice before we uh, take off, Uh, especially about Doonhurst or even uh, Alpo, the city? Oh, there is much to be found in Alpo. Are you headed there? Yeah, that's the first stop on the way. I do remember that
2: the museum that deals with magic crystals once was housed there. If it's still there, it may be worth your time to look through with what we now know about the crystals being created to see if there's anything perhaps hidden in those exhibits that might give you information
0: that's awesome thank you we'll definitely do that
2: and at that point there's a knock on the door and you see that calliope goes over and opens the door and there is a group of three or four people in very nice dress uh and they file in and they start to sit down oh excuse me boys i've got a meeting with the council so uh well send word when you can i want to make sure that everything's going well for you
3: uh all right yeah i guess we'll head back to the ship then yeah are we supposed to contact Nyx when we got back? No, I mean, we didn't... Did we just leave with like a see you when I see you? Yeah. Um. I mean, as we're walking back to the ship, I guess I'll ask, like, do we have a way to reach out to Nyx? Did we know where she was going? We don't, do we? To find out if she took it for some reason? Yeah, no, not exactly. I mean, I don't think I like purged the magic from the dagger or anything. I, I got it out of TJ's
0: head. Easy to say that it could have gotten her instead. Well... Okay, something to keep in mind or something to look out for, I guess, but not something we can deal with now. Okay,
3: let's go return to our quarters on the ship and prepare for takeoff or, you know, the
2: boat equivalent. (laughs) Prepare to set sail. (laughs) There we go. So you all make it back to the ship and get into your quarters. Uh, Is there anything else you guys want to do on the ship?
0: Uh, I guess one more thing does occur to me um, that I have forgotten about up until this point is that I'm supposed to read a note once I have gotten back to this world.
2: That's right. So I think that this occurs to you as the boat is setting off that the the sun is starting to set and just to match up with the picture we painted at the live show since we had no idea when this might happen you're standing at the front of the boat near one of the signal fires and uh, we see your face lit by the signal fire on the front of the boat as you open up the piece of paper and inside it reads rev isn't who he seems
0: Well, what the hell does that mean? I think I'm just running down to the other guys in the cabin. Okay. Yeah, you run back downstairs to the room and they are in the room. Guys, I opened the thing from Damien and I'm just going to offer the piece of paper out to the closest one.
1: I'll take it and read
2: it. Uh, It says Rev isn't who he seems.
0: I'll
1: look up at him. What? And then I hand it off to Jake. Okay. Do we have any context?
0: Not at all. He was talking about this sort of the demon code thing, or at least implying that that you know I had given him something and it unbalanced the scale a little bit, and so he gave me this to sort of balance that back out. That this information was important in some way, but he made sure that I wouldn't open it until we're back here. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like that implies danger. If he wanted, if he wanted us to wait until we're literally in another goddamn universe to get this information i i i don't know i mean i don't want to jump to the conclusion that this is something bad
3: like we've all known rev for a long time i i mean i this could be like maybe this is a recent development maybe something has changed about him recently like rev's done a lot for us for a long time and he's been on our side he's been in our corner up to the moment we just left again you know yeah
0: yeah, I mean, he literally had us on gurneys, like, keeping us alive when we fell apart. So just because he's, quote, not who he seems doesn't mean that he's a bad guy,
3: right? I, I could see where this could mean he's like a sleeper agent for Nash or something, or I could see where this means that he's like, I don't know, just part of a different magical lineage that he hasn't told us about or something like that. But regardless, we can't we can't deal with this right now.
0: Yeah, I know. That just, oh man, that just worries the shit out of me. What if he is the reason that Nash has been ahead of us so many times. I mean, I think when we get back,
3: we do not dance around this at all. We should, we'll get back. He'll be there. We know he'll be there. Just have a conversation about this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right though. Like nothing we can do about it now. And for him, time is barely passing. So we can get a lot done here. Clearly we have imminent threat with Grandpa Tensure, So you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right.
2: And about that time, there is a bang on the door. It's time for
1: you boys to get to work. I'll open the door. What's up, Captain?
2: Uh, I was going to drop you boys off at your uh, posts, two of you anyway. We need you downstairs, and he looks at you, Jake. Uh, We're going to go up the shore just a little bit here, a little close, so we need to get the oars in the water, make sure we don't get too close to the shore. And uh, you had said that you're a strong one. So we're going to have you uh, messing with the rigging. we got to take some of it down, patch some things up that we didn't notice until we took off. Sounds like fun. All right, so let's go. I'll be back for you later. We'll uh, get you up in the crow's nest, but right now we've got a guy up there, so no worries about that.
3: Works for me. Does anybody on this ship have an instrument?
2: Well, I assumed you did. You said you're the bard.
3: I, I sing, but I could just add an accompaniment if we had one.
2: Oh, I'm sure we look around. We might be able to find something you can bang on. All right. So he leads the both of you upstairs. Uh, and TJ, he hands you off to a couple of other dwarves who are messing with the rigging and Jakey takes you below deck and into the galley where they have all of the benches set up and the oars and people are starting to slide them out of the little windows. Uh, and you can see that there's room here for about a hundred people to sit 50 on each side. Damn. Uh, so just give us a couple moments here and I'll shout down to give you the go ahead. It's dark and we're real close to the shore we want to make sure we don't catch on nothing so this gives us a little more control on that can do uh what are you doing after they leave
0: uh i think i'm just going up to kind of watch watch everything um especially as we're pulling out into deeper waters i just want to be like looking out ocean side looking for dolphins and such.
2: So as you stand on the starboard side of the ship, looking out to the ocean, you do see in the distance a small pod of dolphins swimming around and jumping up and you start to meditate. And as you find yourself in this meditative state, watching the dolphins, trying to focus on them so that you can eventually take on that shape. And this meditative state is broken as behind the pod of dolphins, you see three four five six bright flashes and you barely have time to register that there is this light effect coming off of the water before the cannonballs hit the deck
0: If you're looking for a podcast adventure, check out Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, a podcast where improvisers and comedians who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Dum Dums and Dragons has been featured on the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast, ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America, and has been downloaded more than four million times. Dumb Dumbs and Dragons can be discovered anywhere hilarious podcasts can be found. It's like Lord of the Rings, if everyone was an idiot.